Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Crit Chat, where a group of DMs get together every other week and discuss the important things in life, like how good it is to be back in the world of flesh once again, babies. How are you guys enjoying being in the flesh world? Wait, I just... we, we left the. We left the flesh world. Wait, did, oh, did I no, miss some Kai sort of was, thing? Yeah, Kai was Kai was always in the flesh world. He he got that sweet flesh world juice going. That's fine I, for I, him. I, I missed something, didn't I? Uh, well, we, the, the, our our quote friends at, at uh, yeah. Think of the Children um, put us into that Jumanji board yeah, game. Yeah, they they Jumanji uh, us really really game. badly. Um, it was right. you know what. It could have been worse. I was Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and that was that was nice. I liked that. Hey, 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 hey! hey. You, you were Dwayne the Rock Johnson. So was this, was this the board game or the video game? Um, the it video was game. Both. Sorry, it was the video game mostly. <laughs> no, okay, no, right. it, it could okay. be both. Yeah, I guess it was both. Yeah, hey. I mean, it can't be both. Sure. And also, like, uh, if, even if it's a video you. game or a board game, why yes. is it podcast related? Well, because we got uh, this. This is from a boy that doesn't listen to our friends over at Think of the Children. How dare you? <laughs> I, I don't, okay. uh, to be okay. fair, to be fair, they should not. You know what? They they you should not listen to them because they Jumanji. They're good friends. I, I I will say I did listen to the episode. I was doing a bit, guys, but fine, <laughs> whatever. Just call me out on that. All right? All right. Well, yeah, sure. Dad. All right. Hey. Called out Kai. Check. That's the first check mark of the episode. We're fucking look. We're bringing in the new year. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week we have with us the beautiful and wonderful flesh boy, Alfred Clark. Hello. I'm no longer Jumanji Alfred. <laughs> Juma- Jumanji. We Jumanji. have the one who has never, in fact, been Jumanji that we know of, Caillou. I refuse to speak about any prior Jumanji incidents. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, Kai. No, Kai. Back speak- in the uh, Brothers of Jumanji podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if we ever run out of Doctor Who episodes, uh, I'm sure we can yes. jump on Jumanji. Oh yeah, you'll yeah, like there's there's not many of them. You'll you'll fucking you'll run out no, sooner no, rather no, no, than no, later. No, no. Yeah, uh, you also have me <laughs> as your host, not Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Wayne the Rock Rock We've got me, it's May Hutton. This week, we I I fucking nailed that. This week we are talking about underwater bullshit. This is another thing that my dumbass has not done. So I'm gonna like. Have a little sit. I'm gonna sip champagne, baby, like a bougie bitch. And y'all can talk about underwater crap, I guess. I mean, I'm very much in the same boat as you. Oh, no! <laughs> okay. So, um, I ran an adventure where they went underwater. No? No, Ooh. I ran two. Oh. But the first okay, one was... I thought, I thought you were gonna go the opposite <laughs> way and went from one to none. And I was no, I was scared. No, no. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna bring it pretty much back down to one because the first time I did oh, it, no. it was just like... A bank heist and election thing, and the fact they were underwater was largely incidental. It didn't really matter. Um, I mean, honestly, when going into this, I was going to do a big suggestion of it don't matter. That, like, I, I like the idea of an underwater campaign in general, mm. uh, where they're all like fucking yeah. tritons and shit, where they don't have to breathe air and that that's what i want yeah i mean like there's a, a surprising amount of races that that works for these days really? like i'm get so i'm guessing tritons is turtles one of them can turtles breathe underwater turtles cannot breathe underwater they can hold their breath for quite a while they're, they're, they're reptiles reptiles okay. don't breathe underwater yes i know that <laughs> i ismay ismay uh, 25 years of age knows that Obviously, so repti- <laughs> she doesn't think that some some can breathe water like Any alligators and turtles. In the water, 
they just hold their breath for a really long time and then they come yeah, to the surface, God, to, God, surface I, to breathe. I, did, you not, did you not hear me when I said I super know that? <laughs> I, mean, yeah, okay. I feel like I'm being so specific about just how in, much just in I case, know that. Just in case anybody listening oh. or anybody on the podcast yeah, doesn't yeah. know. Case, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, no, don't, don't put the, anyone in the podcast, but just like if any of our listeners are big <laughs> dumb idiots who think that uh-huh. maybe turtles breathe underwater because they go underwater so much. How yeah. would you know, that like, work? We, we, we've established that we all have PhD and knowing that uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i got i got an a plus in knowing how turtles do so that's that hmm. and we can move on from this but yeah they operate um they operate much like whales and dolphins where they don't actually like breathe underwater yes those two other things that i know to breathe. no i didn't know that never no way i know that whales don't no i mean okay <laughs> conceptually if okay. one were to think that dolphins didn't breathe underwater, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, this is very much uh, going to tie into one of my main pieces of advice, which is to watch Blue Planet. <laughs> mm. Okay, he- he- here's, here's, here's the way to know. Is it an invertebrate? Okay, you know that I there's a less of a chance of me knowing that. It can probably breathe underwater. Is it That's a vertebrate? Huh. And it's a fish, it can breathe underwater. Is it a vertebrate and it's not a fish, it can't breathe underwater. Okay, well, okay. There's a lot of stuff there. It, one of which is I have to work out things that are vertebrates, and I don't want to do that. Like, some things some things so I think got a spine, and then they exactly. just don't have a spine. And I that scares me, and I don't like to think about it that much. <laughs> now, <laughs> technically, there's a weird, oh. we, there's a weird uh, case where sharks, under the, the spine definition aren't actually vertebrates because they don't have bones. What? <laughs> what? Sorry. But they are absolutely vertebrates. So it's just like, it's, it's, just, it's just a weird thing like somebody I, do, might I'm try to tell scared. you. <laughs> the one, well, they, they have just... cartilage instead of bones. What the fuck are you talking about? What the, I'm talking like, about so sharks. They're just, they're just super squishy? Are you telling yeah. me? That? What yeah. the fuck? Sharks are squishy. Can I just squish a shark, bitch? <laughs> I mean, probably not. <laughs> I, I don't think the shark will appreciate that and will probably I mean, try to stop you. But they are quite bendy, yes. Oh my god. So I could just, I'm just going to put fucking number one underwater campaigns. Let people know that sharks are fucking squishy, boys, and you could just smush them around, baby. That's good. Yeah. So if there's um if there's a if there's like a hole in the side of your ship that's slightly smaller than the shark, it can still kind of uh, kind of wiggle its okay, way through. Okay, now you made. I don't it think that's bad. how that works. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> it's at probably all. not how it works, but I liked the uh, the horror of that. Oh, <laughs> I mean God. octopuses. Yes. Oh, octopuses are nightmares, and I will not tolerate them. They spook me so badly when they get into little places. Yeah, they can fit it's... into any space, any space that's uh, wide enough for their beak to fit through. Oh, don't say beak. I like. I found out <laughs> that they have beaks, and I don't like that. Is the main problem. So I'm no, just they putting use, that. They use it to, like smash open like uh, crabs and stuff. You know what? Because it's the that... only hard part on their body. So, like, when they want to, like, break through something hard, what are they going to use? Their tentacles and just flops and squishes? No, they're going to use something hard and sharp. Well, if I have watched a lot of really dumb horror and sci-fi things where they've got, like, tentacle monsters that, like, are able to rip through things, then, yeah, they can use their little squishy boys. I mean, there are a few other, like, um, races that are already, like, have been made. In um, Modern Kind's Time of Foes, there's a variant of Elf, uh, called Sea Elf, 
which okay. is I, like a like a an elf that lives in the sea, pretty much. Not really. Fucking wow. <laughs> yeah, that's as bad as far out that it's thought. Like it's it's pretty basic. They had Sahelgin. That's their that, other character trait. But it's not like it's not an octopus, is it? Though. Um. There's the Locantha. The what which now? Which is like it's a it's a fish. Basically, all of these are fishes. Wait, what was it called? A locantha. Wait, is that what I'm trying to? Have you got the picture? No, oh. I found a place called Locanta, which is a delightful Turkish restaurant in Broomhill. So I don't think that's it. Um, <laughs> Probably yeah, something it. else. L O C A T H A H. Oh, there it is. I found it. The first one that came up was 4chan. I'm gonna go on to 4chan for that. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> That's probably a mistake. Never mind. It was it was 1D 4chan. Ah, it's not so bad. Okay, okay. These things these things I can get on board with. They look dumb, and I like that. They're super dumb looking. And there's oh. a seal friend next to them. Now, one thing I assumed was that they were small. Uh-huh. No, no, they're oh, not. Oh, yeah, they look very little. No, they, they they, like these are medium. Boys. These are medium creatures. Mm. They are as big as you or I. That well, okay. Now, when you say they're as big as you or I, which one is it? Because both cannot be true. <laughs> exactly <laughs> in the middle, let's say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and now suddenly they become very bad and terrifying when yeah. you realize that this big fish man <laughs> is as tall as you or slightly shorter than me. Yeah, I kind of assumed that they were like the halflings of the underwater world, which now that I know that's not the case, I don't like it. Mm. It's like, how, mm-hmm. wait, how, how big are turtles? Like fucking huge. Yeah, like That'd they're big. fucking big too, right? Yeah. Why? Hey, Wizard of the Coast, what happened to your smallies? What? Like, when well, I, I feel like they keep bringing out new ones and they're all tallies again. I'm like, no. Aquatic creatures can grow to be much larger because, like, they're, they're more That's naturally buoyant in the water, mate. <laughs> I want smallies, not more tallies. That's it. That's the opposite. Well, that's why whales get can get so big, you know, because like they um, <laughs> if a creature was that large on land, it would most likely collapse under its own weight. That's yeah, why whales that's, die when they beach themselves. There's also really small things in the sea. I don't think that if you live in the sea, that it's like, oh well, they live in the sea, so obviously they're going to be bigger. There's some really no, small like... fucking things in the sea. <laughs> If you live in the sea, you can be bigger. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's just wild to me. That's like, well, obviously they're big as way. They're in the sea. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> God. Uh, and there's also um, water genasi that also like can breathe oh, underwater. Yeah, of course. But, um, but I don't know how much that they like live underwater and all Does... that. But that's about it. That's yeah. about all of them. Lizard folk can also hold their breath for a while. This is uh, <laughs> like modern canon and Volo, right? Is, is there any? Is there? Is there much stuff in um, Ghosts of Saltmarsh? There's no player mm. options in Ghosts of Saltmarsh. There are a few backgrounds, but that's like uh... for people who live in like port towns and stuff. Oh god, I fucking saw Kuatoa again, and I still the Kuatoa image is my most and least favorite thing in the world because the mm. one hand. It's kind so, of terrifying so and spooky looking. On the other hand, does look like it's going yay, and I like that. That's <laughs> yeah. good for me. The the one where he's got his two little hands his clenched in fists, two little like fisty hands going yay, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Looks like Give he's about to do like a little little dance or something, you know? Yeah. But oh, he does look like a, he was the, uh... also ripped to shit. Like this boy fucking benches and. I don't, I don't know what to feel about that. <laughs> I yeah, can't even true. see the image. I just have it ingrained in my mind. Yeah, like because like his legs 
are built. His arms are built, but he has a tummy, and that's radical. It's just like, no, I just want swung arm and swung leg. I still like my tummy. Yay! Yeah, he's got dad bod. He's got fish dad bod. Dad bod. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, he also really has the energy of like um, all of the like side characters in SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> like he's a real, he's definitely a bikini bottom dweller. Uh, side, 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 side question: uh, a bikini yes. bottom campaign? Does yes. Cass- you know what? Hey, Alfred, welcome to the main part of the podcast. I was, I was like, oh shit, we're like 15 <laughs> minutes in uh, and we've just talked about fish and crap. But now we've got to the meat of it. How do we make a Bikini Bottom campaign? I can only assume because of D&D and the way that most campaigns go, I assume that it's going to be overthrowing the corrupt overlord that is Mr. Krabs. Absolutely. Mm, absolutely. Um, I just feel you, like... You were talking, like... talking about needing small boys... And, and plankton. Plankton, plankton is, a very small is the boy. smallest of boy. But what D and D race would plankton be? Is there a plankton race? Um, not currently. Maybe like some sort of like sprite or like pixie or something. Oh really yeah, you can reskin like a yeah like a sprite or but though like sprites and pixies are like super magical. Whereas plankton, if you remember from the show, is a being of science. <laughs> we, have to, mm. we have to bring science into this world. We also have to work out the mechanics of a squirrel being underwater. Bugbear. Sandy Cheeks being a bugbear is so fucking choice. Bugbear in like a a swimsuit thing, you know? I like swimsuit and not diving suit like Sandy Cheeks wears. It's just a bugbear (laughs) like, alright, I have to preserve my modesty when I'm going underwater. She's got got a a space suit in the show, right? Oh, she does have a space suit, but like Mm. Still not a swimsuit. <laughs> I like the general feel of like with her spacesuit and stuff. Like I like the I, I like the general feel of it being kind of an underwater like like having a submersible. I guess like yeah. a craft. Like mm. I find that really fun. Like and seeing seeing the craft that they use for like Blue Planet Two and stuff like that. Oh yeah. I mean, um, has the uh, the apparatus of Qualish. The, sorry, say the fuck that again. The apparatus of Qualish. It's basically like a a big barrel and you can like uh-huh. press a button on the barrel and like legs and like claws and a tail comes out and you can get inside it and it's like this giant robot lobster you can like swim about in. Okay, you're going to have to spell koalas to me because I put the apparatus of what I Qualish. thought was koalas and I've just got a lot of pictures of koalas now. K-W-A-L-I-S-H. Oh... Okay, yeah, there's less pictures of koalas now, so we're good. <laughs> it's it's a metal crab tube. That's actually possibly the most radical thing I've ever seen in my life. It's absolutely a thing you could use for, like, underwater campaigns. Like, Oh, you super could. Like, mm. it would be super easy just to, like, ha- like, you can make that as, like, a home base kind of thing. Or, like, a way to it's get down there. It's not huge, but yeah. You can make it. Hey! You're not the boss of me. I say how big it is. It can be a big Lufa. friend. I think the, the way it's started is I think it's like eight space for eight people in it or something. I want it to be like a big underwater friend because I like <laughs> the idea of a big version of that just like tramping across the land. Well, across the land like under a, like the Like a sea. hell's moving castle, but <gasps> like a sea castle. Yes. But walking. 
walking on the sea floor. I'd be the most down with that. If that's just the way that they got around. Like, I do I do like the idea of an uh. underwater campaign where, like, the breathing element doesn't really matter. But here's mm. the other thing. I very much like a campaign where it super does matter and they have to be, like, connected yeah. to this thing at all times via tubes. And, like, you find, yeah. like, a potion of water breathing, like, oh, my God, this is the best thing in the world. And then you drink it. And but, like, you can't fucking drink it while you're underwater. So if it runs out while you're out, then you might be fucked speaking of like um a campaign where like they all can like breathe underwater already i feel like a good choice of action would be like um uh allow your players to play merfolk who haven't been started but they're like uh, a monster Uh in the monster manual and just say you're a human but your swim speed is 40 feet and your walking speed is 10 feet just like the merfolk is and change nothing else they seem to be like the normal people of the sea, you know? I don't know. I feel like that's the Tritons, isn't it, now? Not it's really. Like they, a, they have, like, a no? huge, like, story about how they're, like, the stalwart defenders against, like, terrible evils coming out of the elemental plane of water and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, like, fair. Like, there, there's, like, a good kind of, like, number of things you can have under the sea, but, like, I want more. <laughs> like, I want, like, a rag, like, a proper ragtag group of underwater hmm. sea folk. I mean, you could stack together, um, Kuatoa as well. Um, I, I do and don't want that in so I feel right here's my th- I feel like if we had a Kuatoa it would s- essentially be statted like a Kenku in that way where you're like just don't bother I think you know <laughs> you could also um stat uh Sahagin though they're usually pretty evil and bloodthirsty god you are just whapping out ones that I have <laughs> no idea how to do today huh <laughs> <laughs> Sahagin Oh, there they are. Hey, nah, these guys are it, huh? This one's got so many arms. Why you got so many arms for? That's good. Yeah, some of like like the barons, like the um, like the aristocracy, they have like four arms. Because they um they're prone to mutation. Uh, a, a mutant a mutant one is likely to become a leader. Okay. Oh, there, there's there's just like a picture of Jason Momoa in this one, and that's good too. Oh, should we all type in? Let's uh let's let's research Jason Momoa for a minute. Yeah. Let yeah. Uh, okay. How do no we reason. how do we stat Jason Momoa? Not Jason Momoa as Aquaman, because I can assume that he can breathe underwater. I I'm just gonna take that as true. There's also the Coelinth. Yeah, you're gonna have to uh, give me a reason to stop looking at Jason Momoa and start looking at the thing that you're saying. Okay, <laughs> give so me like imagine, a good reason. Imagine a hobgoblin. Bad start, Kai, but but underwater. underwater. Yeah, and that's it. Oh, Kai. I mean, you know what? Kudos to you because now I'm interested and I need to know. So you you've given me a good reason, though. I wish it. Went. What are they called? Koa Lint. It wants me to look up fucking koalas again. Uh, K-O-A-L-I-N-T-H. Oh, there we go. Okay, they've got kind of similar vibe to the other ones that we just looked up. Yeah, they're all sort of like I... people who like covered in barnacles. That's sort of the main trend. Yeah, they're not. They've not got a lot of diversity. And like, if we go back to the SpongeBob, or if we're gonna get real with it, then like the Blue Planet, then like there's a lot of diversity under the sea. Mm, and yeah. So far, I'm seeing either fish with like kind of human legs or men with barnacles on them which is not the most diverse of cast D&D making stuff for the under the sea has historically had a bit of a problem where they just like take something that lives on the land like an elf or a hobgoblin and just make it water 
They just make just it underwater. <laughs> There's want- a lot of good inspo to be gained from uh, like the real world and other places, though, I think. Yeah. I, I definitely think it is like underrepresented. I need to go back to my favorite, least favorite boy. I want a fucking octopus boy. Because... <laughs> I just like you can get through little tight spaces, which is radical, and also probably we... shoot ink. That's good. Okay, a squid. They're in not. It. Yeah, are we? Uh, do, like, do we want to? Because I think the thing that holds it back. I mean, in a big way, obviously, is the like D and D is supposed to be everything else is on land. So when yes. you don't want to have like a player character who's restricted to the sea, so there's like yeah. a limit to. Like, I'm curious about how to like if you want to commit to doing like an underwater campaign. Like now, I'm imagining the campaign where the majority of player characters are like on Howl's underwater moving castle, yeah, and have to be connected to it. But then they're also interacting with beings from the. Um, the sea around them to use the real life terms either the twilight zone or the midnight zone which is my favorite thing ever i'm just gonna i'm just gonna spew out blue planet facts now and again uh yeah so like, like i wouldn't like write i wouldn't let a player uh play as a um a merfolk in a normal campaign because how would they walk yeah but like in a um an underwater campaign of course like i'm immediately imagining this is like a like a it's like a post like a post apocalypse where above the sea is like uninhabitable <gasps> for some yeah. reason like wind waker like legend of zelda wind waker oh yeah that is the yeah not a lot of land must do sea now that's good for mm. me yeah, but but yeah, but like, but specifically, you have to be like underwater instead of on the water as well. I think, yeah, yeah, fun. yeah. But uh, because there's birds that just swoop down and pick up any boats that like are on the surface and take them away. Whole flocks of them swoop down and pick the bo- pick the boats up collectively. See, this is good because that, <laughs> now you've got like a cool new world below the sea, and then oversea it's birdemic, and that's good. That's like a good <laughs> duality in a game. <laughs> yeah, is is that bir- birdemic is like a Sharknado style film, right? Is that right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm. Uh, yes, the anxious struggle no... between undersea and birds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like instead of like you know how like in normal campaigns it's like oh the the end goal is you're gonna fucking fight a god or you're gonna fight a demon or whatever this one the end goal is like hey maybe we're gonna go and punch some birds baby <laughs> kill all <laughs> birds kill it's, all it's birds it's not gonna go well you're gonna get a level twenty and still get like, like just TPK'd instantly it's not it doesn't work yeah it's gonna be so good <laughs> like it's a dramatic end battle where there's like finally we're gonna like have the heroes that are gonna slay these birds it's just a lot of birds it's just too many birds oh this is a good campaign actually hey you know the chickens in uh legend of zelda imagine that but birds but did you say butt birds (laughs) but like but like good birds Yeah, like you, useful birds, like birds oh, no. are yeah, fucking exactly. just like you said, butt birds. I, and now I'm like, oh no, not the butt birds, not the butt. Oh yeah, they, there are some that will specifically target your butt. Like <laughs> honestly, they were fine with the rest of the apocalyptic birds. It was just the butt birds that they just, just like nah, underwater. That's just we're not rude. doing this. I like them. That's just rude. Oh, you know what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that like thing. But then that frees you up to have like play characters both from like the the city and also mm-hmm. the the sea yeah and so you can have players who are actually like fully underwater I guess kind of yeah I mean th- that being said like there there's, there's, surely there's like cities that exist under the sea as well yeah like, that's a, that's yeah, uh, yeah I think that's what we're doing. so like I like and also with that it's already got like an interesting kind of like power struggle kind of thing uh with like the whole you know, we're all just coming under the sea now. And they're like, right, we've been down here for a long fucking time. You can't just say that this is 
this is where you live now, I mm. don't think. Like I will say though, yeah. the um the ocean dwellers would probably have a technological disadvantage because naturally they can't forge metal because they can't like have forges with fire in them. Yeah. They're underwater. Yeah. But if you look at the five billion images of all of these fucking underwater creatures, <laughs> they don't need forges. They've got giant pincer claws with a razor blade in them for this one hey you know what never mind like land people things can suck it i want to wield a lobster claw with a razor in it that's good oh there are lobster people you didn't bring up the lobster people bring me the lobster people who are the lobster people they're freshwater and they live in chult like they live in like one river in chult uh-huh so they're not like widespread but they can I be mean, widespread again if you want. yeah you can't fucking tell me what to do they're widespread now they're like they're in tomb of annihilation they're like uh, a group of chultons huh. ages back like upset a god and the god cursed them i'm stepping D lobster people and oh, see yeah. what happens yeah like uh, uh they're called like eldani oh i found uh, a different thing the thing i'm looking at is called a urian yeah, yeah um, as well. the the eldani they're um they're spooky eldani I think lobster folk will get you. Oh, okay. Well. It's coming up with the same thing. Weird. Hang on. Wait. This is the Forgotten Realms wiki. Um, what's this then? Yeah. Okay. Weird. So the, the the there's the I think it's I think they're called Aldani in Five E, but like yeah, there's okay. the in Tomb of Annihilation there are crabmen, which is the Five uh, E picture, okay. and then in earlier editions there's I think, I th- I think like Aldani might be their like Cholton name. In this one, it just says also known as. So I, it guessing. seems like the same thing. I don't fucking know. Yeah. But anyway. Weird. Lobster people. Anyway. <laughs> Lobsters. Either way, you get lobster people, and that's good. Hey. But yeah, apparently, apparently they live all over the place, not just in Chult. Never mind. I like this campaign idea of just like yeah, everyone's kind of moved below the sea. You've got areas that have done like the SpongeBob Sandy Cheeks thing of like lowering down a big bowl so that everyone can just breathe in there. <laughs> Whereas like other people are just like, nah, you just breathe water, baby, or breathe <laughs> the oxygen that's in the water. Whatever, it's fine. I also very much again like in SpongeBob enjoy the idea of everyone that is kind of in the uh air breathing category having to go out into the water uh and wear little like air helmets and then everyone that's like a water breathing person having to wear a little water breathing helmet when they come (laughs) into the town that's good that's good for me it's great but yeah i I like that dynamic um it it also reminds me of the um as an alternative to like the highly technological cities like um i don't know if anyone here watched any of uh, children (laughs) of the whales but it's like a fantasy anime um where everyone's on these huge like land ships that are like <laughs> uh, like going through the sea but each one is okay. like a sentient magical being like the island itself they're like and like, like turtle islands sort of thing yeah but they're not like explicitly turtles like they they, oh, they okay. look like just a, an island and then like there's mm-hmm. like a heart where the heart of the island which is like is this wild uh like magical thing there's like there's like a face uh yeah it's it, it's like it's one of those things where like it, you know it oh, gets a yeah. lot more um it gets a lot less grounded in reality like the uh there's that there's that island in um uh avatar last airbender that i can't remember the name of yeah big dragon turtle island yeah it's got something stupid it but... probably has a name <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i mean they've got the big dragon turtle um the big like turtle island thing in dnd uh, it's a big earth elemental called a Zartan. Ooh, I, think it's I like I think, that. I think it could swim. It could I think it can swim. Can Probably. Can swim. My book's somewhere else. I can't remember. Like, I do, like, I'm I'm a fan of, like, overland uh, moving cities, so I'm very excited for an underland, uh, underwater. That's ha- that's what that word is. <sighs> 
It's not what I said. <laughs> An underwater moving island is also very good for me. Like the because I I'm imagining a lot of the things that live underwater swimming instead of walking around on the floor. So like if you have a moving city. I feel like it might just leave without you sometimes, and that's that's, that's not. That sounds I, like a real pickle. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds not like the best place you can it's a live. Real sea pickle. Did you just say sea pickle? <laughs> a real sea pickle. Yeah. God <laughs> damn it, Albert. I'm sorry. I'm gonna tell on you, to Emily. You're stealing her whole thing. I put a pun limit on the show, and it's just Emily now. <laughs> Hello there, nerds, and welcome to the middle of the podcast break chat with your host, Ismay. Uh, I hope that you're enjoying the episode. We got like a smaller cast on today because we couldn't get other people in time. I hope that everyone enjoyed our little takeover week last week. It was just the most fun. And again, if you listened to last week's episode and enjoyed Owen and Jay's antics, then you should definitely go and listen to them over at Think of the Children. It is another podcast. It's very funny. And maybe if you go and do that very soon, you can see where me and Alfred and Emily ended up going uh, where we we got the most jumanji and I was Dwayne the Rock Johnson. So let's think of the children wherever you find podcasts. It is genuinely, and like, I know that like Owen and Jay are friends of mine, so like, I feel like you think that I have to say this, but very genuinely, it is one of my favorite podcasts in the world. It is the funniest shit. Go and listen to it. You are doing yourself a disservice if you don't. I'm gonna do all of the regular Crit Chat plugs. If you want to find Crit Chat in other places, you can find us over on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Crit Chat, on twitter.com forward slash Crit underscore chat, or in the Discord, and the link to that is down in the description somewhere. We don't pay to advertise the show, and so the only way that people will know about us is if you tell them about us, uh, and it would be really cool if you did. Uh, I love all of the people that we have so far, but it would be really cool if we grew and expanded this into a big family, uh, and so maybe hopefully in the future we could do some more cool audience interaction things. I would really like to start uh, answering audience questions, which, you know, we can do now. If you have any audience questions that you want to send in and be like, hey, how could you talk about this? Because I need to, I want to know more information about it. Or if you have like anecdotes about your D&D games that you want to be like, what, what was the deal with it? <laughs> I don't know. How do I prevent this bullshit in the future or something? Uh, you can send those over to us uh, at our email address. That is critchatpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can send it to us on any of your social media accounts. We also finally uh, have a new website. Uh, oh, I say new website. We didn't have an old website, but now we have a website, which is so cool and radical. Uh, if you want to find our website, then you can do so over at critchatpodcast.com. I still have to work on it. Uh, a lot of things are a bit janky still. I'm still kind of working out the uh, the website editor and everything. It's also not completely done, but it's got a lot of links to things there, and it's got, like, I'm, just, I'm starting out. It's looking, it's looking okay so far, uh, but yeah, it's still a little bit janky, so I will be fixing it in the future. But if you want to find links to all of our things, you can also go there to, again, critchatpodcast.com. Uh, if you want to help us out in a money's way, you can do so over on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash critchat, all one word. You can donate at any level and at the different levels you get different reward things. Uh, one of the best things is you just get a lot of behind the scenes stuff that happens during the sessions that we can't uh, put out in the normal episodes. In a kind of uh, hat, hat in hand kind of way, uh, I just lost my job. Uh, I, like the, the place that I was working shut down. So now I'm kind of not making any money, which is not 
not great when I need to pay for like bills and stuff. Uh, so on, like honestly, right now the Patreon is mostly supplementing uh, the idea that I can, you know, continue to maybe work on this because a lot very likely if I get a d- different job, I won't have as much time and like the crit chat and the half damage will probably suffer a little bit for it. Uh, so right now it's uh, being used as my salary because, you know, I uh, like... In, in the world, I am also paid to be an editor. I just do this stuff for free because eh. So in the most honest way, uh, your donations now more than ever are very helpful to me, uh, ensuring that we can continue to eat and pay the bills around here. Uh, so literally any amount that you would be able to donate per month, uh, that's more than loved and more than welcome. And it would uh, honestly make me a lot less scared of my day-to-day life. Uh, so you can do that over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash critchat, all one word. I forget to mention at the end, so if you would like to hear more of some of the crit chatters here, you can do so over at Half Damage. Half Damage is an actual play podcast where we vaguely play through Curse of Strahd, but it's got a cool reality TV show twist. Uh, the last episode that came out was one that I had been anticipating for uh, years, year, uh, no, about a year now. Uh, and it terrified me to finally bring it out. Uh, I think that it went really well, so I'm very excited for you guys to hear it. Uh, so a great place to kind of catch up is if you get to episode, well, it's just before episode 28. Uh, it's called Half Damage, the story so far. And it's a really good one if you want to get caught up and just get right into the action. It's not too many episodes back now. And you'll be all caught up and ready to ready to rumble with my terrifying nightmare episode that shocked my heart to its core. After that was just one of my very favorite things in this world to do, and the more people that are involved with it, the, the more it feels like a big cool family, and I would really appreciate you being a part of it. So that is Half Damage, wherever you find podcasts. I'll let you get back to the episode now. I hope you enjoy it. We're gonna create a cool underwater campaign setting for you now. A week! Okay, so if we had this like under underwater campaign, what would hmm. some of the kind of differences be from like an overland campaign? You can go directly up and down whenever you want. That is like everyone's got fucking spider climb things on now. Doesn't like nothing matters. You can go any direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that is the verticality of underwater, specifically combat, is is been a uh, something tricky. Yeah, when like you get all the battle maps out and you figure out where everybody is, it's oh, yeah. quite difficult to do that. Um, to yeah, three D models. It ends up feeling yeah. Just ignore like, it, like it's you know? so like it's so much extra hassle for like battle mapping that it almost feels like it's not a thing that's suited to a game that involves playing on a battle map. Typically not, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a, a lot of um, games that deal with like three D spaces just elect to ignore it. Like I've been playing a lot of uh, Starfinder recently, yeah. which has like ship combat in space, and it's just like no, it's space is two dimensional. What are you talking about? Yeah. So yeah, there's that. Like I, I think if you and if you want to like keep the like good like strategic battle map gameplay i think you probably want to build structure your campaign around it like you're going into a lot of um underwater teams and stuff and then like then like the the Ooh. swimming up and down thing is like it's limited yeah, to like limited. 10 feet ceiling room right like kind of thing and then you have some yeah. some tunnels that are like yeah and you can track yeah. that yeah, pretty yeah like that's okay. fine as long as it's like five you know like less than 20 <laughs> feet in the air you can yeah well you should have said like maybe two or three different heights that anybody can be at like ground level one up two up yeah and yeah. 
that's so it's not just 10, everywhere, feet, whatever. Maybe. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and also you have like so schedule big outdoor battles. Yeah, but other than that, I think like I think I think that's a big part of it. And in general, like a fully underwater campaign would probably have to you would just have to like focus on the same kind of things that you need to focus on for an, any campaign. Yeah, I, I, like you can. I think there's definitely a lot more fun things that you can like like you know there's plenty of unique things that you can add in like uh of this one part of blue planet 2 uh where um there's a but there's a whole bit about how like when a whale dies uh on the surface of the water it <gasps> i saw oh, you saw that bit it's whale whale yeah. fall um yeah when like they eat like sharks will eat the the blubber of the whale at the surface and then it'll sink down to the sea floor mm-hmm. And then it's, uh, but there's like these incredible shots mm. of this like whale carcass on the bottom of this like essentially just this completely flat desert on the bottom of the sea, mm. and then suddenly it, like yeah, all, all sorts of life comes to eat the thing. It's so crazy. So like on a related note, Ghost of Salt Marsh has like a whole bunch of like ocean environs that like uh, it sort of describes. Some of them are just things that actually happen in the ocean, uh-huh. uh, and a whole bunch of others are sort of fantasy uh sort of takes on things you might find in the sea and one of my favorites is the kraken grave oh oh, cool um much like when a when a whale dies and it changes the environment around it just think of like something a creature as powerful as a kraken when it dies it um it rots onto the seafloor and begins to decay but releasing supernatural energy which stains an area of the floor of the seafloor in the shape of the kraken's body and then for I don't know how long, presumably forever. <laughs> Whenever anybody comes near there, lightning can like zap up out of the out of the grave and like deal lightning damage and blind you. Like I know that it's cracking and like half of that was just like it like has like a magic like energy that comes out of it. I'm not gonna, I wasn't expecting like and then lightning happens to it. Like that okay, that's that's weird. <laughs> I feel like that's a weird one. Krakens in D and D are like super like storm and lightning based. They okay, like, can control yeah, the weather fair. and stuff. That's uh, a fair one. Yeah, I was just like, oh yeah, like I, I like that kind of idea of like it, like the the magic like bleeds into the land and so I don't know like fucking mollusks and shit start being able to tap dance. But they're like, no, 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 it's just fucking lightning, babe. It's just lightning everywhere. Well, I imagine it looking like... I imagine, like, from the surface looking like there's a storm under the Ooh. sea. Like, there's this dark... What you might think of as a cloud of, like, lightning uh, clashing in it <gasps> every once in a while. Like a super lighter. And, like, uh, it, it feels like a kind of place that you'd have to go uh, to, like, stop stop some evil wizard from harnessing all that power. Uh, it's just been, like, living and has got oh, corrupted. Oh, yeah, it's definitely a cursed place that you <sighs> Hell yeah. don't want to go if you don't have to. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, there's a whole bunch, though. It's really cool. Like, um, there's, like, uh, magical storms and, um, like, all these different kinds of ones for different um, schools of magic. Uh, there's, like, uh, whirlpools and, like, the whirlpools could also be, like, portals to other planes. There's sandbanks, and they are just sandbanks. There's nothing special about them. Just sandbanks. <laughs> Stuff like that. A lot of it's, like, more suited for, like, boats and boats navigating oh, yeah. through it, but a lot of it's also, like, very much an underwater encounter, like a kelp forest. So, like, yeah, like, uh, that's why, I think that's one of the things with underwater as, like, back to Blue Planet. There's so many just, like, cool, radical things underwater uh, that you could just you could just reskin a lot of things from overwater existence and just like bring it underwater, mm. bring it bring it down to the deep, baby. I think most mm. like most of the problems are just yeah the verticality, uh, the br- like the the breathing issue, 
I guess. Um, the only other big thing I think of is just like, what do the societies who live underwater look like? Because like, we there's not a huge like cultural touchstone mm-hmm. in like um, popular culture of that. Maybe the Little Mermaid. Yeah, I was gonna say is like if you uh, pay attention to the Little Mermaid, uh, is obviously. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you as a GM can make it up and then explain it to the players, but it's oh yeah, it's easier when like we've all seen Lord of the Rings and we all know what a dwarf is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But again, like, yeah, same. I feel like, again, lots of it is the same as online. Is like you could just reskit, like, if you had a bunch of problems online, just like, and now it's underwater. It's, it- yeah, it's, I think, I, yeah, I think for a lot of it, it's like that. The, the other, th- the, the one thing is also is that our pitch for the underwater game where you're uh, land species where you're like not adapted to it is the other way that it becomes interesting i think with them yeah uh, like all of the extra concerns with like how long can you be away from an air supply and like uh and also if you're in the the twilight zone or the midnight zone then it's literally like a way to create light is super important as well which in 5e is not as Mm. much of a gameplay mechanic but in like more old school stuff and like low magic settings it can be a lot more fun. Well, one thing I like is um, there's actually like in the DMG, there's rules for um, water visibility because okay. water is not just dark, it's also opaque. So even if you have a light, you can still only see so far because, mm-hmm. well, there's too much water in the way. Yeah, how, how water do. Um, <laughs> exactly, yeah. I will say like finding all the rules for like underwater encounters and stuff, I, I was looking at it between the pot, uh, just before we start recording. Mm-hmm. There, um, you, you have to look in three separate books to oh, find all God. of it. Uh, the Player's Handbook, the Dungeon Master's Guide, and also the Ghost of Salt Marsh if you want all the extra yeah. stuff. And so, like, if you're looking for the specific rules on combat, you have to go to the combat section in the Player's Handbook. If you want to find the rule for suffocation, uh, for when, like, a, uh, a creature can't breathe underwater, um, you have to go to, uh, the Adventuring Chapter in um the player's handbook specifically under the environment section and um if you want to go if you want to find um some of the more miscellaneous rules for underwater um stuff and also a table of random underwater encounters you have to go to the dmg yeah. under the unusual environment section it's a lot of bits <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean it all makes sense that they're placed oh, yeah. there yeah, yeah but yeah. like but like if you're unless if you're, you want to do an underwater campaign their their whole thing isn't oh you're probably going to do an underwater campaign it like it makes sense yeah. that they've not done that but like eh. but yeah so i i think that if so if you were going to have that that campaign where you know it was like a kind of mix of people that are born and live underwater and are cool with breathing and everything uh and the land dweller ones you would have to find a way to give the land dweller ones some kind of advantage just because they're inherently disadvantaged if there's like underwater crap because you know of the not breathing and the not being able say, to see um, as well and stuff i would say metal Me- they, they have they have the ability to to make metal though like yeah the um uh the the problem being like obviously the idea that why why wouldn't the characters that were on land just give some metal things to their friends sure. but well they probably would i mean this it look a lot like um sort of uh, uh colonialism 
really. But I'm, I'm talking about like for players, like yeah. why why would players choose to, apart from like you know story oh. reasons, like why would they okay, choose? I was thinking to be like, like big picture scale. Yeah, no, yeah. no, I'm thinking more like why would they be like I would like to be one that has a lot of disadvantages in this underwater environment. Yeah, uh, maybe at the start of the game you decide like we're playing the underwater people or we're all playing the surface dwellers. I mean, the that, ragtag. That's one. I guess that's one. That would be one choice. But I, like, I mean, I I like the idea of it being a mixed group but um i like my ragtag i I think just um i mean you can do like (laughs) like something that's not popular any like in uh, modern dnd but uh uh, for for good reasons but having um (laughs) stuff like class restrictions and um because but yeah like hmm. the like people like the underwater folk that you can play probably have a different set of um character structures to choose from placing class restrictions to make your specific campaign like flavorful and work is usually a good idea yeah if you feel you need to yeah i feel like especially in this kind of environment like it's like especially when you're like like you can be any class you want as long as you're this hmm. specific thing you know they might not have wizards because like i don't know like part of me feels like you can't be a wizard without paper um (laughs) yeah (laughs) and paper and water don't really don't really do (laughs) i I like that reasoning that reasoning is very good for me you have to assume they have some kind of like information storage and retrieval right like there's there's got to be if they're like a a Um, maybe maybe they're civilization like like they could just be like very word of mouth like yeah or yeah Yeah, it could just be an oral tradition yeah you know like like so many um so many peoples all around the world like basically just used oral tradition to I guess that uh, maintain yeah. their that, stories for that millennia. Does make, that, that in itself would be a pretty good, like, that would work pretty well as a power dynamic between the two cultures, right? Because, like, it's not like, yeah. it's not just, like, mm. colonialism where, like, you know, like, technologically advanced people land on, an, on, a, on a place that, like, <laughs> they're not familiar with, yeah. but, like, they can, you know, <laughs> destroy everything because of technology, as opposed to, like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like you're underwater, and no matter what, you're not going to be able to adapt to live here properly. Yeah, no, not but really. uh, and then so th- then there's like yeah, but then like so like yeah, that's your disadvantage. Also, they, these these um people coming from the surface have been displaced themselves. They probably have their population like decimated by the birds and all that too. Yeah, and by the for <laughs> God damn, I forgot about the butt birds for a hot minute. I forgot that this was all about the butt birds, baby. <laughs> no, I think that's good. Like I like I like have, having a big underwater campaign with like a ragtag group. Like I, I very much enjoy having those dynamics and a kind of yeah. balance of power uh, in that these guys can do more things like this. And these ones are, you know, probably able to live better and might not die from drowning yeah. as I, often. I will say I probably like Eve the, either the mixed campaign where everyone's like anyone can choose like water dwellers or land dwellers mm-hmm. i also like the one the, the campaign where everyone is a city dweller because then it lets you the d the gm have more control over the sea and the sea to be a more yes. mysterious place to be like a yeah. really genuinely mm. wild and unknown place sort of a man versus environment kind of yeah story. there are two like very different campaigns like one is we've been doing this for a while the one where it's just like land dweller ones could be like this is the beginning of you guys living underwater what do yeah, yeah. try to work they out are the bird generation yeah but yeah but yeah just then that because the, the 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 third option is like everyone is like water dwelling and it's like then it's sort of just mostly just kind of like 
an adventure. Like, yeah, like same s- as being same online. Same as online, except with without flavor. fire spells. <laughs> yeah, no fire spells, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, wizards. But it still work. It just would just be hot water. Badly. <laughs> just bad. Uh, but yeah, we're going to have to start wrapping up there. So let's, let's do some do some plug stuff. Uh, Alfred, do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah, sure. So I um, I stream... Um, I stream at twitch.tv slash pennyblue. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be, yeah, there'll be more, more stuff happening there in the future. I'm, I'm at the moment, I'm kind of thinking about like trying to experiment with playing D&D with chat maybe. Um, so I'm kind of making Ooh. a little chat bot to help with that. And I think that might be fun. That would know. be cool. I'm, 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 I'm exploring. I'm going to explore that. I think. Is that a thing anybody else does? I actually, this is why I was thinking about it. Cause I, I don't think anyone else actually does that yeah i am so excited to see if that is for a very specific reason uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it wonder, might be that yeah. it's because it's bad <laughs> <laughs> have you uh i mean it's not the same thing but have you uh ever seen uh lemmy show lemmy yeah yeah i love lemmy yeah yeah with falcon hoof i i don't i haven't watched a lot of it though he's yeah I'm... oh he's got a bit where he does like a call-in D session and he's like role-playing as a Seder calls Falcon Hook that takes you on adventures and it's oh, just wow. the worst people calling it and that might be it. That's 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 extremely good. <laughs> it's like you find a fair maiden. What do you do? What a fucker. <laughs> Maybe don't do that. <laughs> that's so good. It's very it. fucking choice. Uh Kai, what do you got for us? I've, I do a podcast called Brothers in Time. It's a Doctor Who fan cast that I do with my brother and there's a new season of Doctor Who uh, out now, and so we're doing some more episodes on on that. And recently, Brothers in Time has become part of a podcast network wow. oh. called the Sinister Parent Company. Cool. Um, and uh, you should go check out uh, Brothers in Time itself and all the other podcasts in the Sinister Parent Network. Stuff like uh, Good Idea, um, Something Wonderful Right Away, and Shadow Worlds RPG. That's awesome. Uh, oh yeah, my thing. I forgot about me. Uh, if you want to find me, you can find me doing Twitch stuff. I'm on twitch.tv forward slash a teacup gamer and I play a lot of games and a lot of time I just do meal prep and chat with people because I've lost control over what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be doing that a lot more often because my terrible job is done. So I'm unemployed, but... <laughs> I get to do more fun things for a while, at least. Uh, so I will be over there, and you can find me. And yeah, uh, if you want to find Crit Chat on other places, you can find us on iTunes by searching Crit Chat and Podcast and leave us a five star review for this five star show. Or find us on all the best podcast apps every other Saturday. Until then, I have been Ismay. I've been Alfred. And I've been Kai. And you've been listening to Crit Chat. See you later, nerds. <laughs> <laughs>